Well, good morning, everyone. I want to check and see if you can hear me. Yes. Somehow it, it works. <laughs> it's uh, a good morning to you and good evening to me. It's 9 p.m., 2100 hours here in Arizona. It would usually be getting close to my bedtime. <laughs> so I'm not sure what effect that might have on what I say. We'll see. But I trust you will be kind and generous of heart. I always enjoy uh, this time. I'm going to wait a minute or two uh, for a few people who might arrive, still be arriving. Uh, seeing people sort of pop into existence in your, in your little boxes on my screen. And the beginning of this first day, a full day of the retreat for you. Might be all kinds of different feelings in your in your heart and different thoughts in your mind about that, looking forward to it, or wondering why you ever thought it was something you wanted to do and everything in between that. But here we are, we're, we've shown up in the way that we have. And so this time of day for you, this time each morning will be a time when we offer some guidance, instructions, guided meditations, a, a way to get things going for the day, to set a tone and offer some um, yeah, pointers in, in what we're doing here. Because the day... Uh, the, the, the retreat, uh, one of the great things about a retreat is that we have this day to dedicate to the practice of meditation of mindfulness, this cultivation of mindful awareness. And some of us will have the day completely free and some of us will have things we have to attend to. And all of us will have meals to prepare and eat and daily activities around our homes to take care of, some responsibilities perhaps. So that will vary, but we have this, this time that we have in whatever way works for us individually to dedicate ourselves to this practice, this exploration, this investigation. I thought it would be interesting. I realized I had the thought to look up uh, the definition of meditation or to meditate, which, you know, I've thought a lot about meditation. I've heard a lot of instructions. I've given a lot of instructions. I've read a lot of books. <laughs> I don't think I've actually just looked it up in the dictionary. <laughs> and I thought it would be interesting because, you know, what, what is meditation? What does it mean to meditate? 
So I want to share a couple of things that I found that I thought had something interesting. So the first of these uh, uh, definitions, this one is, is the definition of to meditate. It says it's to engage in mental exercise. And then in parentheses, it says, such as concentration on one's breathing or repetition of a mantra for the purpose of reaching a heightened level of spiritual awareness. And the second one said, meditation is a practice where an individual uses a technique such as mindfulness or focusing the mind on a particular object, thought, or activity to train attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm and stable state. Scholars have found meditation elusive to define as practices vary both between traditions and within them. Well, I thought um, that last sentence was particularly important because you would probably find a lot of variation both within, say, the tradition of Vipassana meditation or that technique, that approach. Different people would say different things. And so then I thought, well, okay, what did I say for the description of this retreat? So it says meditation can be seen as the process of learning to recognize and trust a natural quality of awareness that is available to all of us in any moment, no matter what is happening in our experience. So that's sort of a variation on, on this theme of training attention and awareness. And so I've, and Anna with me, have oriented this, this training, this technique, this practice of meditation in this particular way. And I've already led some guided meditations, bringing the mind into connection with this quality of awareness. And when I speak, I want to say to you that I will use the words mindfulness and awareness to mean the same thing. Sometimes I'll say mindful awareness. So I use these all these ways of expressing kind of the same thing, different ways of pointing at the same thing. Basically, this ability to be present with our experience just in its arising to know and know that we're knowing, you could say. And one thing in the second definition I wrote, it said, training attention and awareness and achieving a mentally clear 
an emotionally calm and stable state. So that sounds, that sounds pretty good. Mentally clear, emotionally calm, stable. And there's a reason why we would be interested in, in that. It's not just for its own sake. But it's for the purposes of seeing clearly into the nature of things, you could say. So if the mind is clear, calm, stable, then that's a great aid to seeing clearly because if the mind is not clear, but clouded or foggy or hindered in some way, if there's a lot of emotional turmoil, restless, wandering kind of mind embroiled in worries and concerns and lots of thinking, then, then it's harder to see clearly. So that, that sounds good. Those sound like good things to kind of incline towards or uh, seek to develop or use the meditation practice to uh, cultivate. And so we'll do some meditation now and I'll, we'll begin it with some uh, guidance, some instructions that will be not given in advance of the practice, but given right within the meditation that we'll do together. And then we'll sit quietly for a while. And then I'll ring a bell to end the period. And then I'll, I'll offer uh, some, some more reflections, I think, uh, to end this period this way. So if you'd like to adjust your posture in any way, settle into a posture that feels easeful for you. So if we're training this uh, towards this stable, calm state, we can start by um, inclining that within the body. So you may wish to sit in a chair, you might feel comfortable sitting on the floor. I again offer the invitation if you have uh, the need because of some physical uh, conditions to practice reclining, lying down, that's fine. You can practice standing up. All of these postures are good, but mostly for this time we'll practice in the seated posture. For most of us, that's a good one. And so <clears throat> settling into some stillness now, the posture arranged in the way that feels right and easeful for you at this time. I'm sitting in a chair, my feet resting flat on the ground. And I have a cushion in my lap because it helps me to Keep my shoulders a little more open and file a little against the tendency to kind of curve inwards. So I'll just 
sense of opening through the chest and having the pillow on my lap is helpful in that way. So you might consider that. And so the body is seated, resting on the earth, whether in a chair or on the floor, or perhaps if you're lying down or standing, there's still the sense of the body resting on the earth. The nature of things is that the body, this physical form, rests on the earth. We don't have to hold it down or push on it. And so we can invite this quality of awareness to rest within the body. Awareness of the body sitting or standing or reclining. So in the same way that the body rests naturally on the earth, just let the awareness rest within the experience of the body. Sense of the overall posture. And we'll take just a moment and gently move the attention through the body, beginning with the area at the top of the head, and the forehead, inviting ease there, the area of the eyes. Let your eyes be soft and relaxed. They're probably closed for many of us, perhaps most of us. Or if they're gently open, it's a soft kind of gaze, not focusing or looking at anything. Just let the eyes rest in the eye sockets, the back and the sides of the head and the area of the jaw at ease. If you'd like to, you could part your lips, open your mouth just a little bit to relax the jaw. Then maybe let the mouth close gently. Relax your tongue within the mouth. Feel the back of the neck, this long length through the top crown of the head up towards the sky. For some of us, it's helpful to let the, the chin tuck in just a little bit. So the throat relaxes, the back of the neck long and easy. If you like to, what I'm going to do now is gently let my shoulders rise up towards my ears, move them to the back and release them so the shoulder blades move down the back. The shoulders drop and the arms relax and rest, hanging from the shoulders. The hands, perhaps one is resting within on top of the other in your lap or 
you may feel more comfortable to have one hand resting on either of your legs, each of your legs. If you're standing, they might be just hanging by your sides or gently held in front or behind. Reclining, they might rest on your belly or just gently at your side. And shoulders are dropped, as I suggested. The chest is open, relaxed in the torso, the ribs, the belly soft, not held or tight. The area of the hips and the pelvis, easy, not gripping those muscles. the upper part of the leg, those large muscles there. They can be relaxed, soft. The lower part of the leg. Ankles and feet. Feet may be resting underneath you or resting on the ground. If you're sitting in a chair, flat on the ground. If you're standing, you might want to just gently move side to side, front to back, so that the weight is even on your feet. And now once more, let the attention Come to the sense of the whole body sitting. The sense of the posture. This field of sensations, our direct, <coughs> excuse me, experience of the body. We sit and we know that we're sitting. It's nothing special, we sit all the time. But here we're bringing this quality of mindfulness to that experience, resting awareness within the body. For a moment, <clears throat> let the attention come to the experience of hearing. Kind of highlight that, that aspect of your experience, that contact at the ears. There's the sound of my voice. There may be other sounds sounds inside your home or your room, maybe sounds that come in from outside if you're in the city. 
sounds of traffic or people talking. You may be in a quiet place and there are birds singing or wind rustling leaves. Someone in your house washing their hands or preparing something to eat or drink. Different sounds that arise. And just receive the sounds, let them come to you. You don't have to go out looking for them or grabbing onto them, just relaxed, receiving the experience of hearing. And so in the same way as we can receive sounds, hearing just arising, happening by itself, we can also notice within the experience of the body, there's the movement of the breath as it comes and goes. You might notice light touching sensations at your nostrils, at the nose, or perhaps at the back of your throat. Gentle movement of expansion and contraction at the chest, or rising and falling movement at the belly. And the breath is breathing itself, and you just can notice that and receive those sensations. Breath may be fine or more coarse, maybe very subtle or very clear and obvious, maybe fast or slow. You might even kind of say hello to the breath. I like to say, hello, little breath because it feels kind of affectionate and tender. So the breath has been our companion in life. It's been with us since we took our first breath and it will be with us until we take our last breath in this lifetime. So it's our companion in life, our, our source of life in many ways. You can say hello to the breath if you like. And so in this process of learning to recognize, to train ourselves in recognizing this quality of awareness, this natural awareness, as I've called it. 
it can be helpful to, to choose something in our experience that is a place to kind of not have not as an exclusive experience, but something that we can refer to and it's like a place to begin, place to begin again. And especially at the beginning of a first day, of the first day of a retreat, maybe quite a bit for this first day, it can be helpful to kind of incline the intention a little more uh, towards a, some object that helps us to kind of collect and stabilize the attention. To move us towards this calm, stable state as mentioned in that definition of meditation that I read. Helps us to kind of let go of the busyness that has been so much part of our lives usually all of the doing it kind of helps us turn and, and let go of being a, of doing being a human doing and arriving at being a human being a lot of times we're doing so much for this practice we're just going to be So I'll offer these maybe three possibilities, and then you can also practice in the way that works for you, because many of you have been meditating for a long time. And I'll suggest you might use the experience of the body sitting, or perhaps the hands touching, an aspect of the body sitting. or the experience of hearing, or perhaps the sensations of the breath moving in and out of the body as a kind of starting place. Or sometimes I'll call it a, an anchor, a gentle anchor for the attention. It's not something we, we try to force the attention to stay with or grip onto or try to make the exclusive experience. It's just a kind of point of reference. You might think of it as uh, placing a, a stick into the, pressing a stick into the mud in a stream where the stick then stays there and the stream flows around it. <coughs> and so we can use the stick to see the movement, all of the things that come by. It helps us to rest, we can rest there. And of course, other things just because we may choose something like the breath or the hands touching or the body sitting or hearing, doesn't mean that 
other things stop, that nothing else happens. You might notice other sensations, sounds that come up. Of course, all kinds of thoughts and maybe mind states or moods, emotions. We include all of that. Awareness can know any of those things. And so I'll mention just one other possibility for you. Something you might be familiar with or you might want to play around with. It's just some, something you can try if it sounds interesting or if you know that it's helpful for you. But it's a, a technique of meditation where we use a little uh, word very quiet in the mind to kind of name the, the most obvious or predominant experience. So for example, if we are using the breath as our, our main object, our point of reference, our gentle anchor, we might use these the words in and out to help us connect with the feeling of the breath of the nostrils, or perhaps rising and falling as the belly moves, as the breath comes in and out. And then if a sensation takes the attention, pressure, movement, vibration, heat, coolness. We can use just a very gentle whisper of a word to name that experience. If we become aware of thinking, we can name that thinking, planning, remembering. If a sound arises, takes our attention, hearing, hearing. Rising, falling. So you can play with that if it seems interesting. But it's only useful if it helps you to connect with the direct sense experience. The word is not so important, but it can sometimes help us. It can be a useful tool. So I might say more about it later, but just offer that as a possibility now. So asking the question once more to 
we sometimes do, is there awareness or am I aware? Just to turn the mind towards that quality. And then settling into a simple practice of mindfulness, using the anchor if it's useful, body, breath, hearing. Receiving experience into the field of awareness, into a a gentle, tender, caring field. And just reminding yourself that the mind will probably wander, you'll probably get lost in a thought. And that's okay. Whenever you wake up from that, when mindfulness comes back, then you'll just start again. That's the heart of the practice right there. This determination, intention to begin again. No judgment. Letting the practice be simple and easeful.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.